0: So, you know how you sent me the, um, the DVD for the boy in blue? Yes. (laughs) Um, I was, so I was waiting, you know, all weekend to get it. I haven't thought about anything about it. And then I got the DVD and I went to go, um, you know, watch it last night. I was like, oh, fuck. Do I have a device that I can play a DVD in? (laughs) Um, but it turns out, so you know how my computer has been shitting on itself in the last, um, like, month or so, like, where it randomly just, like, turns off? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm very well aware of this. <laughs> and I, it still hasn't gotten fixed, but it has, it hasn't done it very often anymore, so I'm like... Maybe something was just loose. Maybe Maybe the problem's gone away. Yeah. I didn't do anything about it, but it's probably solved. (laughs) Um, And so when I went home last time, I grabbed an old computer just in case, you know, I had problems with this one. And so I went and I checked that old computer and then it had a DVD player. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. But I was remembering how I got that old computer. And (laughs) it was like... It was so weird because, like, when I graduated from undergrad and I got that job right away, mm-hmm. my computer in undergrad just, like, went to shit. Oh. And so I never had a computer. And I, you know, I only used my work computer. So, like, I never had I a need to buy one.
1: this now.
0: <laughs> and Ozzy was working at an automotive shop at the time and he knew I didn't have a computer. And he's like, hey, so this laptop has been sitting here for, like, Five years unclaimed. Do you want this? <laughs> I said, okay. And so it's like a 2008 gateway. <laughs> it's, it's like a brick. It is so old. But, like, it does its purpose. And, um, yeah, so I'm just very thankful that this whoever left it in the shop... However many years ago, and, like, didn't think twice to reclaim this piece of shit. Like, I want to thank them for, you know, giving me the the instrument I needed to play this DVD. Otherwise, I would have been shit out of luck.
1: <laughs> you know what? Um, I've been, like, cleaning shit out here uh, and going through boxes and stuff, um, because, like, still integrating all of Anna's things into the apartment. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh... I actually have, like, a Blu-ray player or a DVD player that I'm not using, (laughs) and had I known that you didn't have a device, I didn't even think to ask. I didn't even think about it. I just assumed you had
0: one. I didn't think about it either. I never even thought once, she's sending me a DVD, do I have something (laughs) to play it on? I'm just like, all right, cool. Can't wait to watch the DVD.
1: (laughs) But if if we have another situation where there's a disc required or the next time I ship you something, I might just send you a free Blu-ray player. I don't know if it works. I only use it a few times. So if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, throw it in the trash.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guarantee, you know, if I just went to a Goodwill or something, I'm sure there's probably, like, really cheap ones that I could get. But, yeah, so that was something that I didn't even think about, but glad that. I didn't have to go out last night and buy a fucking DVD player cuz that would have been that would have made that movie even worse. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I I paid for 2-day shipping.
1: Do you know how expensive it is to pay for 2-day shipping on a DVD that takes a week to get to
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> I know! How much did it
1: cost? $30. Holy I fuck! paid for the 2-day shipping cuz I wanted it to get to you at a reasonable time.
0: Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. How much Did the
1: movie itself
0: cost? Like, $15. Oh my god. I know.
1: (laughs) I know. The amount of money that we paid to watch this movie was so fucking (laughs) stupid. I'm not happy Uh, about it. Trust me. No. (laughs) Like, there's a reason this movie wasn't available anywhere. Because it's bad. It's just not good.
0: It's not fucking good. No. It is boring. It's predictable.
1: (laughs) All right, well, I guess let's introduce ourselves then.
0: All right, I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. Oh, okay, one of the big problems that I had with this movie, just diving on in, so I guess let's give a, a, a brief little recap. So it's pretty much about this late 19th century scholar that is from Canada that defies the odds to win a world championship in sculling. And sculling is pretty much just like, single person rowing mm-hmm. from what I understood. It's, yeah, I and, think it's just rowing, because I think, like,
1: the skulls are, like, the oars. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't fucking know. It's it's dumb. I was trying to, like, do research, but I was very not <laughs> into it. We'll get into that <laughs> later. Yes, yeah, same, yeah. same, 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 same. <laughs> um,
0: so it was, um, I looked it up, it was supposed to be happening in the 1880s, and a lot of the, um, characters are kind of dressed for, you know, the, the time period. Except for Nicolas Cage. There was nothing about him that read 1880s. Like, this man was working out in, like, like Adidas sweatpants. <laughs> like it was, it was just, and the way that he was talking was just so, like, 1980s, like, Valley Boy. It didn't it didn't uh, transpire into the correct um, time that it was supposed to because he was just off-key completely. Like, he was such a standout in the movie because he didn't um, he didn't fit in with everyone else. And you know what else pissed me off is he didn't have a mustache. And we saw in the, um, oh, what's the one where he had a mustache? What's it called? The Cotton Club. Yep, the
1: Cotton Club. We saw in
0: the Cotton Club that he can rock a time-appropriate mustache, so why the fuck didn't he have one in this one?
1: True, and I mean, like, Ned Hanlon had a mustache, so yeah, why why didn't Nick have a mustache? That is one of many, many, many complaints (laughs) about this movie. I mean, did you read anything about the the guy Ned Hanlon? Yeah, like, I tried to
0: read a little bit.
1: I feel like this movie definitely focused on the wrong thing. It focused on like the the gambling aspect when it should have definitely been focusing on like uh, his performance um, that, <laughs> yeah. he, that he would do like out on the water because he would um, like basically pretend to be bad, but he would like make a big show of it. And then mm-hmm. he would like lap his opponents in the end. Yes. And just do some wild shit. And I think that would have been a great movie if, you know, Nick Cage just being goofy and doing fun stuff on the water instead of the whole gambling backstory and then the Rocky
0: montage and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Stuff. Because every race that they portrayed him in, it was always a, a close call for who the winner was. But the actual story of Ned, like he surpassed his opponents by a long shot and Mm -hmm. so that's why he would do those those silly things on the water just like lay back on his boat and pretend to like wait for them until they catch up and then put on a a grand show and stuff and so it's like why didn't they do any of that because that would have been at least
1: funny (laughs) right and the boy in blue i mean just the title itself doesn't make any sense there are absolutely no ties to the color blue and <laughs> Ned Hanlon like he wasn't ever nicknamed anything like you know the boy in blue or whatever he was just Ned Hanlon and he had like you know his sports club or whatever but like he was never nicknamed anything and and so I was like why the fuck would they call him the boy in blue so I looked mm-hmm. up the writer of the movie cause I had to know like did this guy also write some other terrible shit <laughs> <laughs> And guess what? He did. I mean, like, he didn't write very many things, but, like... eh, He wrote um, a few things, but the most interesting thing I found... So the the writer was Douglas Bowie, and one of his earlier works was The Girl in Blue. It was another movie that that came out in 1973 or 74. The original title, I guess, was U-Turn, but, like, it's got nothing to do with rowing or anything. The only synopsis I could find here says, uh, Scott, a smug Montreal lawyer, searches for the girl of his dreams, whom he met briefly four summers previously when she was a, in a sports car on a tiny ferry going to an island in the St. Lawrence. Meanwhile, his girlfriend Bonnie is pressuring him to marry her. That's...
0: Wait, and did the girl in blue come out after the boy blue before before oh Oh, so he was just like i had this really good name for this movie that went (laughs) nowhere let me change the gender of it and then maybe it will be different (laughs) and it wasn't
1: yeah the the nickname doesn't make sense at all and in the movie i don't know if you caught it but nick cage or Ned, had said that he wanted to be called The Flash or something cool. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, The Flash, Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the music of Queen, like the the band from like the mm-hmm. 70s or whatever, because they had a song called, I'm going to, it's going to get real, I went through like a rabbit hole for a second, <laughs> so you're just going to have to like, bear with so me. Deep. <laughs> just bear with me, because this gets, All right. it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's probably not going to make sense to you, so it's going to make sense to nobody. So, Flash, <laughs> um, the song by Queen, is actually a song about Flash Gordon the movie, which I've never seen. at some, like, mm. space opera. But we know that Nick Cage has an obsession with superheroes, you know? Mm. So I was thinking that he wanted to be called The Flash because The Flash, you know, the DC Comics hero, is fast. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, I looked that up. The Flash didn't come out until 1940, the character. And so think about the movie, time period. Why would he say, like, I want to be called The Flash? I mean, maybe it's just kind of a stretch, just like a funny Mm. reference for people in the 80s to get. (laughs) Obviously not a reference for old times. And the song, The Flash, the Queen song, is playing in like an instrumental version of it, is playing at the beginning of the movie. When he's like rowing, and then it's playing it like, I think maybe the last race it's playing again, and so there's a lot of like, flash themes in this. Yeah, and I don't technically.
0: But technically, it
1: wasn't has nothing right. Like they, I don't know why it's in the movie whatsoever. It's got nothing to do with the time, nothing to do with any of it, but
0: wow. So (laughs) yes, what I'm hearing, (laughs) what I'm hearing is flash. The comic, superhero, was actually based on Ned Hanlon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. This is this is, you know, so you're you're thinking of it backwards. They actually knew beforehand that, you know, this whole DC realm was based on actual people and Ned Hanlon was Flash, and so that's that's the only way that they can you know make this work because otherwise they're they're thinking out of their their time
1: (laughs) my my honest opinion and guess is that nick cage's idea was that flash line like because when he found out he was being called the boy in blue he said uh what did he fucking say i wrote it down because it's honestly my favorite line there wasn't much to pick from so this was it Oh uh, fuck. Oh, uh, he said that makes me sound like some kind of fancy boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I was when you started going down the the route of connecting it to DC. I was definitely thinking, yeah, that's probably Nick Cage's contributions because he is always It seems like that's something that we've kind of noticed in some of his other movies that he was doing those mm-hmm. little like you know, shout outs to the DC comics. So, it's very possible that that is just you know him him winging it and it not working.
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite land very well. Mm-mm. That makes me sound like some kind of a fancy
0: boy.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: <sighs> His chest was completely smooth. Yes. Also. I know. He looked, he looked really good in this movie, like, as far as physique goes. Like, he must have trained pretty aggressively to get a very, I guess, athletic-looking body for this. Because, I mean, that was honestly the best part of the movie, is his bod. Because there was nothing else to engage me.
1: <laughs> and uh, his teeth were coming in. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. You could yep. see them. Yeah. He, he had a good, like, long smile moment at the very beginning where you could get, like the you know where whatever those canines or those mm-hmm. canines or the teeth next to them I don't fucking know. But
0: yeah. they were coming in pretty good. I know. There was a lot of close-ups like during the the racing
1: yeah. of
0: like the the rowing faces. Oh my god. And it would yeah. just be like <laughs> you know like background music and then just like slow motion of their faces as they're trying to get through the final like uh length of their Run or whatever, and it was just like, okay, let's speed this up because there's just a lot of grunting and like <laughs> just bad angles in general. Go, Ned. Go. Um. So, of course, every good Nick Cage movie has to have a has to have a love attraction, and oh, we do start the movie from the gates. Nick Cage is, oh, yeah. is laying it- pipe. <laughs>
1: He was fucking hard at, like, seven minutes in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to see that action pretty quick. But then um, another girl comes into his life, which we find out is his true, like, romantic interest. And she is kind of this, I guess, ritzy girl that is affiliated with, like, the upper class. And, of course, our boy comes from the streets. And so there is this whole a Socioeconomic <laughs> divide, and um her—I think her uncle like invests in him. Well, he pretty much like has a contract with with Ned, so that you know Ned rose for him to so he can like place bets on him and shit mm-hmm. or train. Yeah, and yep. so he's like trying to make money off of Ned because um, her uncle, which is like this 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 rich guy, Nux. like bailed. Yeah, Knox. He uh he bailed Nick Cage out of uh jail, I think, for doing some of his illegal bootlegging, liquor-selling stuff that he wasn't supposed to be doing. Something
1: like that. I don't really remember exactly how they got into business together, but they got in business yeah. together. Um, yeah. Which I feel like is also another one of the many fictional aspects of the story. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think he ever was uh, a slave to anybody for money. I think he ran his own gambling scheme for himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so the the girl that he falls for, her name is Maggie in the movie. And it turns out his real life wife, her name was Margaret. So I think they, they at least took the name. I don't know how true their love story is because it was a very dramatic love story where she was engaged to some, like, elite... And, you know, he's trying to convince her to fall for him. And one of the ways that he does it is he just buys her a puppy. Oh my <laughs> and I was God. like, that's a big commitment. Like, that's a big, like, it's a hey, kind of like you, here's a dog you have to take care of for the next 15 years.
1: <laughs> so, um, my girlfriend's dog, Luna, was a, a gift from a previous significant other in an attempt to get her to stay in the relationship. Which
0: <laughs> clearly didn't didn't work out. Yeah, uh, that that was probably Nick Cage's like pull, like oh, if I get her the dog, <laughs> she has to, she has to like me and commit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the and the the name of the dog in the movie. Oh my God,
1: Rowboat was its name. I didn't even catch that, but fuck, that's dumb. <laughs>
0: I feel like every angle that they could find to make this shit dumb, Mm. they like (laughs) they went hard to to do so. (laughs) Um, One thing that I noticed was, um, my favorite scene. So Nick Cage had an original manager that kind of like trained him and helped get him into like enrolled in races and stuff like that. And I think it was like his competitor originally or something. I don't know. And so that guy kind of got him started and then, you know, Knox kind of took things over. Um, And one of the... I I, I think it's like midway through the movie, we find out that his old manager gets with the girl that he's boning (laughs) seven minutes into the movie. And... (laughs) And then he, Nick Cage is like, oh, I didn't even know you guys knew each other. And then um, they're like, well, you introduced us. And he goes, stupid fool, and slaps himself pretty hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Fuck.
0: Uh, that was really his only, like, <laughs> moment where he got to get, <laughs> get weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. I, I welled at it because it was unexpected. But very much appreciated. I didn't even know you two knew each other. Oh, why you introduced us.
1: Oh, stupid fool. So, one thing that I found that was kind of funny, um, just because it talks about basically how bad the movie is, uh, on Wikipedia, the... Oh, shit. I'm just going to say, one of the critical reviews was about how um, the movie was basically just a showcase for Nicolas Cage's chest in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> the critic had an issue with the casting of him uh, because he's an American actor playing a Canadian part, and he takes no effort to Canadianize himself. Um, and the the role, you know, could have made a Canadian a star. And all the performances were just terrible, which is basically like their whole whole critique. But I just thought it was really funny that their biggest complaint was like the the bare chest and nick cage uh playing the american or the canadian role
0: yeah that's funny because i feel like that's my biggest praise (laughs) it's the bare (laughs) chest but no i was um i wish i i wasn't really paying attention for for the first half because i was you know how my role now is to think of (laughs) just think of our outro (laughs) and so this is the first part of the movie (laughs) I spent just brainstorming how we're gonna how we're gonna have a cool outro and so I wasn't really paying attention. And then it wasn't until like the middle of the movie I was like, Oh shit, he's Canadian Like <laughs> No, I wouldn't have had any idea until someone said that he was from that he was banned from the United States but that he could I was like, Oh wait, what? He's and then yeah, I don't know, it just it took me a long time to figure out he was canadian it was in part because he wasn't saying a boo <laughs> <laughs> so how am i supposed to know <laughs> i
1: i had a uh, issue like initially as well it wasn't clear that he was in canada what tripped me up was it was early on people were like waving flags at him And I didn't recognize the flag because it's not Mm -hmm. the contemporary Canadian flag, the maple leaf. Right. Uh, I was like, what the fuck kind of flag is that? Like, where the hell is he? And so Mm -hmm. I had to, like like do some light research to figure out that he was Canadian and that was a Canadian flag (laughs) and that's what it used to look like yeah but yeah I
0: definitely I I think I had to google where is Ned Hamlin from to figure (laughs) it out in the movie and then and then once I did that then I started seeing the little references and I was like oh okay um but yeah it was not made evident at all so um I remember how
1: I promised I was gonna listen to Birdie Yes. I have started. I am, (gasps) I'd say most of the way through. I've got, I've got under three hours left. Um, Mm. I am going to say I like it more than the movie. Definitely Mm. like it more than the movie. It is interesting. It is interesting. (laughs) Like, um, the first half is mostly in Al's perspective. Mm-hmm. so a lot of it is him at the hospital talking to Bertie uh, or him telling stories um, of their past and then occasionally uh, Bertie will come in and have like a few lines here and there like just kind of in between his, Al's sections and then the second half is mostly Bertie's perspective and then you get the occasional cut in from Al so Birdie spends like the early half trying to fake fi- like a lot of his story is him basically trying to figure out how to fly using a flying machine like he did in the mm-hmm. movie. And it's like a lot of him trying to figure out the physics of avian flight. And it's actually really quite interesting. And then mm. he gets into like raising canaries and like he uses it as a business idea so he can keep them because he can sell the birds uh, when he raises them. Um, it's the only way he can get his parents to let him keep them. But it's in all these, the raising of the birds where he loses his desire to build the flight machine and realizes that he really just wants to become a bird. And he does start having the dreams at night. And mm-hmm. it's it gets real interesting because he gets like deeper into the dream world and it gets harder for him to separate like the bird world and his boy world as his boy self as he calls him he's like birdie the boy <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, or birdie the bird um but re- what i really wanted to tell you is that i just recently um, finished listening to a part where birdie went down to birdie the boy went down to the river and fished out Uh, used condom so he could put it over his dick at night because of all of the wet dreams he was having of all of his like bird fucking that he was doing in his dreams with perda
0: what the (laughs) fuck that's what i
1: really wanted to tell you
0: oh my god that is absolutely disgusting i am shook (laughs) yep Oh, but that was the kind of grimy content we were hoping to hear oh, yeah. <laughs> through through listening to the audiobook. Oh my, that is... <laughs> wishing that was portrayed in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, What I want to know is, do you think that um, Nick Cage was appropriately casted as Al? Yes. Oh. The other thing
1: about Al's character, and I don't know how much more... I'm really going to get to hear from him in the book yet because I've still got a couple hours left so I don't quite know how this is going to shake out. But Al is and maybe like you could extrapolate it from the performance in the movie. But he's not as much of the ladies' man as as you want him to be because he's he's actually really questioning his sexuality like he's <laughs> nice he, he really is like so he's going after like the women but like he's like i'm not even sure if that's what i really want he's like people mm-hmm. keep like like calling me a birdie queer and he's like well maybe i am but i don't know and i'm like huh, interesting. I, wonder,
0: I wonder if that's why in the movie he made that like you know like how we kept referencing like, oh yeah, we're not gay or anything together or mm-hmm. something like that. I wonder if that's why that was brought up because it is kind of a theme in the book.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, it's brought up in the book too. Like people, I think maybe once or twice in the same way that it is in the movie. The movie's mm-hmm. a pretty good representation of the book as for like time wise, you know, the, the length of time they really had for a movie versus yeah. the book. Um, it's pretty pretty accurate, I'd say.
0: You Very read, interesting. Are you gonna read Ned Hanlon's but autobiography? No, not. no no
1: no. Nontchance.
0: I Oh I was reading I
1: mean, I was trying to do research coming into this, so I was reading a a page from like a some sports website. CBC Sports <laughs> wrote like a whole long article on him on his life, mm-hmm. and I was, like, skimming it for interesting material, but there was none, so... Yeah,
0: I tried to Google <laughs> fun facts about skulling. I got through the first one, I was like, I can't read this anymore. <laughs> this is not even fun, like... No. So, I, I tried to do some research, but it was just all so dry yeah. and sports-oriented, and I am... <laughs> not the right audience for that. So it's like, yeah, ready for the next one. <laughs> I,
1: the only thing I can say about rowing related to this is that I didn't realize, I guess, how much, I mean, you've used the rowing machine at like school. Yeah. <laughs> Suck ass at that. That's beside yeah. the point. Um, it, I didn't even think about it. Like the they were rowing, you know, only using their upper body until that sliding seat Really was invented, and then you were using your whole body, and I was like, no wonder he had the advantage because he can use his full body to to, prove, yeah. you know, to make so much force to like so like duh, that's why he was winning all the fucking time. But, yeah, <laughs> like, right.
0: Jesus. Yeah, so like, yeah, he definitely had an advantage. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, dude, you remember Ooh. when we we took that impromptu uh kayak trip with Drew for work, and I was in <laughs> charge of grabbing the paddles. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed oh my god. two that didn't connect, not paying attention. <laughs> and uh Drew had to use them solo and we were trying to go up the river to get back and we couldn't go up the river and we had to pull off to the side and Drew had to like run a mile <laughs> or like two miles to get back yes. right to the truck. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. That was so mm-hmm. bad I don't uh, remember why we fucking did that in the first place I know it was just to get out of work and like do something that was work relate pretend, pretend like we were working like, but we yeah. fucked up real bad <laughs> I fucked up to yeah. start and then we still fucked up because we shouldn't have been on that river anyways it was dumb
0: um yeah the only connection I had with this in rowing is obviously when I went to Grand Valley mascot was the Lakers And Grand Valley had a big rowing program, and I knew one of my roommates in my freshman year, she had a boyfriend that was on the rowing club, and so I always got to hear about rowing whenever he was around, and then that bitch joined the women's rowing team and so then my exposure to rowing just (laughs) grew and just like every time they're in the room that's all they would talk about and so it gave me the feeling that the people who do row are obsessed with rowing (laughs) and so uh, I would feel like if you are that type of person you probably would enjoy this movie. (laughs) But if not, then you're not part of the rowing
1: cult and don't waste your time. Oh, my God. Just nobody should buy this movie. I mean, there's maybe a few copies left on, like, eBay and Amazon, but just it's not worth it. It's really yeah. not.
0: Yeah, there's so many other pieces that are hopefully going to be better. <laughs> so the next one is Peggy Sue Got Married, 1986. Um, The... Brief says, Peggy Sue faints at a high school reunion. When she wakes up, she finds herself in her own past just before she finished school. I'm curious. Um, it looks, up oh, director Francis Ford Coppola. I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to notice that. Um, and then it looks like Nick is the second mm-hmm. on the list. So still playing a main role.
1: Maybe the love interest or something. In this yes. One, I'm guessing.
0: Yes. And it, it's, this one's described as comedy, drama, fantasy. So much better than The Boy in Blue was God, I, described. I hope it's funny. I
1: do hope it's funny. I'm really, really hoping that we get a comedy because I'm...
0: I'm dying for one. I'm dying for one. <laughs> We haven't seen one in a long time, and it's it's getting
1: harder and harder to
0: watch these without comedic
1: relief. I know. I kind of fell asleep towards the end of The Boy in Blue. It was... Yeah. And by kind of, I mean I was definitely falling asleep at the end. It was fucking hard to watch.
0: It it was just not... Like, there's nothing you had to pay attention to. (laughs) No. You... Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like that was the worst... Out of everything we watched so far. Yeah. I definitely
1: never want to watch it again.
0: I would prefer... Um, what's the first thing we watched? The Best of Times? Best of Times? I would watch The Best <laughs> yeah. of Times again before I watch <laughs> The Boy
1: in <laughs> Blue. Uh-huh. Yep. Easily.
0: Yep. I would oh, also watch Rumblefish
1: would... again before <laughs> I, I watch this. I was just going to
0: say, I would rather hear Rusty James 56 <laughs> times than watch this again. <laughs> uh-huh. 100
1: fucking percent. Um... I think I'm going to make, like, a spreadsheet or something, and I'm going to start ranking.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea.
1: Nick Cage movies.
0: Uh, do you think it can get worse than this?
1: Oh, for, like, the rest of his movies?
0: Yeah, like, we have? do you think, yeah, is, there's a possibly worse movie than this one? I don't know. This might be the worst. Only time will tell. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it does look like there's some more. Looks there's... like there's some more action, like war movies. There's some more.
1: I don't know what most of these are, so.
0: Oh, yeah, there's some cartoons.
1: Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to the kids' movies at mm-hmm. all.
0: Me neither. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like this might not be the bottom, but it sure is how close. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Yeah, I really
1: don't know. Um, I'm definitely... I'm gonna... I'm gonna rank these fuckers in my own personal list. Um, I don't... God, I feel like we really shit
0: the bed on this one. <laughs> I, know. I know. Is there anything else interesting that we can talk about that's unrelated to the movie? Unrelated to the movie? Yeah, just for filler. Fuck. Oh! So, you know how... Um, I am on the second floor of my apartment and my laundry is in the basement. And so every time I leave to go do my laundry or like if I I just leave to go get groceries or whatever, pumpkin and if pumpkin is like anywhere near the door, she'll try to bolt out. Mm -hmm. And normally it's not a problem because no one I, I let her kind of roam in the hallway just for like a second because no one is like, ever out in the hallway, and so, you know, she just gets her adventure on, and then I I wrangle her up and then get her back in my apartment, whatever, and the other day, I was coming back upstairs um, with my laundry, and I opened the door. She bolted out, and I was like, all right, fuck it. I was like, I gotta go, at least go set my laundry down, put away my soap and my key and everything, and so as I was doing that, she was out in the hallway, and then I heard someone go oh <laughs> it's like
1: she's been compromised
0: <laughs> and so then I so then I went out in the hall and I went to go look for her and she wasn't on the second floor <laughs> and so this bitch ran up to the third floor oh. and so then I I went to go look for her up on the third floor and so there was kind of like two ends to the apartment. And so I went up um, kind of on the right end, which was where the people were. And she wasn't coming towards them because she's like, the people are there. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then they were just like talking to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, she got out. Sorry. And then so I was like, I'm going to go around and try to get her on that side. (laughs) And so then I went downstairs, walked all the way across, went back up. And then I tried to get her to come to me on the opposite end, but then she's like, I'm trapped. And then she she runs towards the people, and and then she, like, was looking at the door of the apartment on the third floor thinking it was my door because, oh. you know, it's the apartment above me. And then she started, like, scratching on the door <laughs> trying to get in because she thought that was her apartment, and I was like, this is so embarrassing. And so I finally grabbed her, and I got her, and then the people were laughing. I mean, they were being super nice about like they're like oh that was so cute like uh she's a silly cat blah 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 and i was like oh god but that was just she just caused a scene and i was unprepared for it because she's never been caught before and i was like now i have to deal with the consequences and it (laughs) it was just embarrassing but yeah so she she hasn't really um tried to escape since now that i'm thinking about it so maybe she's uh,
1: learned her lesson she,
0: yes exactly yeah. but Amy yeah I guess that's...
1: To, she doesn't try to leave like <laughs> yeah, she, that <laughs> she knows better she she's comfortable with where she is <laughs> she's too scared of the outside world to actually yep. go out in it yeah uh when you mentioned that Pumpkin was, like, trying to go into somebody else's apartment. It reminded me, um, because I live on the third floor of an apartment. And mm-hmm. uh, so, because Anna has a dog, that means that the dog has to be taken down three flights, you know, down to the first floor <sighs> to, to go yep. do her shit. And then has to come all the way back up. And so, one of the days that I took her out, we were coming back inside, and we were up on the second floor, and somebody opened their to like leave and she tried the dog tried to go right into their apartment <laughs> <laughs> she just walked, like walked straight in and i like grabbed her leash. she was like no nope. oh my god fucking idiot jesus oh, christ that's funny
0: <laughs> did the people say anything she left la- yeah and
1: she laughed because <laughs> you know everybody here has an animal that's the only reason yeah. why anybody lives
0: here is because they have pets so. Yes, exactly. I know. That yeah, that's the only like I guess comfort I find is I like I know my be- my building's a pet friendly building, so it's not like I have people that are anti pets here. Mm-hmm. Like oh, there's so Drew... many
1: cheaper places you could live if you didn't have a pet. Fuck, it's expensive.
0: Right now, Drew is trying to FaceTime me, so I'm guessing he's in the the sky bar and he wants to show me but i'm not gonna answer
1: tell him to suck a bag of dicks
0: yeah uninterested well yes we gotta go but we'll be back next week with a whole new ordeal (laughs) well they say i look bigger with my clothes off